You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back! Once again, to a very special episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I mean, it's not really a blind spot bonus, but it's Christmas. Christmas time. So we are talking today about one of my favorites, actually my all-time favorite Christmas movie. It was number one on your list. It was number one on my list. Jim Henson's The Muppet Christmas Carol. This movie came out in 1992. Yep. Starring Michael Caine. This was the first movie I ever saw Michael Caine in as Ebenezer Scrooge. And probably, when I think about it, probably my favorite version of Ebenezer Scrooge I've ever seen. I mean, he definitely was a good Scrooge. I have not watched a whole bunch of adaptations of A Christmas Carol, so I can't compare him to a whole lot. I haven't watched a whole bunch either. I just remember there was one where Patrick Stewart played Scrooge, and then there was one where Kelsey Grammer played Scrooge. I haven't seen either one of those. Uh, The Kelsey Grammer one, I don't know. For him, it seemed kind of like... Like, he was kind of hamming it up a little bit. Oh. Um, and Patrick Stewart was just Patrick Stewart as, as Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, just just imagine, you know, him from Jean-Luc Picard, right. but, you know, in Victo- in a, uh, not Victorian. Was it Victorian? To be Victorian England? I guess Victorian England era clothing. <laughs> so, yes, Adam, last week I brought to the table a zombie Christmas musical, and you're like, I'll see that, and I'll raise you a Muppet musical. A Muppet musical. <laughs> now, I don't know how many Muppet movies you've seen, but most of them do tend to be musicals. Yeah, I didn't know that going in. I'm not a, I'm not really a Muppet person. Well, so. You need to watch more of them, because some of them are really good. Like, especially the original Muppet movie, there's plenty of great jokes in there that the parents would get that the kids don't. Like in the beginning of the movie, you see, you know, Kermit the Frog is singing a song in the swamp, and Dom DeLuise just comes rowing up in a boat. And just Dom DeLuise is like, "Hey, I'm lost," and Kermit looks at him and says, "Have you tried Harry Krishna?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's a running gag throughout the whole movie. Oh, okay. So this one was, I guess, right after Jim Henson actually passed. Yeah, it it did because it's this was I believe this one was technically. Directed by Brian it Henson. It is. This was his first film, right. so I'm guessing it was right after his dad died. Right. So that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. to see. I don't know what else he's done. I'm sure he's done other Muppet movies, I guess. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not real positive. This had a Rotten Tomato critic score of 75% mm-hmm. and an audience score of 86%. So. Well, I'm going to side with the audience on this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit higher. This had a uh, budget of $12 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I put the total gross because it actually got released, re-released a couple years ago, like in the UK. Oh, it did? For I don't know how long. Uh-huh. But total, it made $32 million. I think this movie probably could have made more, but it had the unfortunate task of going up against Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. And we all know Home Alone was a massive hit. Oh, so yeah. going up against that in the Christmas season, that's hard to overcome. Yeah, so. yeah it is. I don't remember. I didn't. I thought for some reason I think of Home Alone two as being older than this one. Nope, it's ninety two. Right. Yeah, be wrong. that's interesting. Yeah, because I looked. Uh, it came out against that. Of course, so. in ninety two, I was six years old, so didn't so really <laughs> didn't really pay attention to like movie release schedules and stuff <laughs> no. like that. Yeah, probably not. I was like, Haha, movie. That was all I knew. <laughs> so, so you get a first open. You get a big shot of Kermit's head. 
Is that normal for Muppet movies? You yeah. watched all the Muppets, oh, really? Well, for a lot of them, yeah. That was just that's, that was just kind of like the Jim Henson logo. It's like, okay. I, I thought this one was really cool because it's like a laser that's like cutting stuff, and right. you can't really see. But then it kind of like kind of like rotates up, and yes, it's a picture of Kermit the Frog's head. Okay. And so something else I found interesting because you've watched more Muppet movies, but this one they're doing a particular adaptation, so maybe it's unique to this. But I thought it was kind of cool that it didn't have like so and so as Kermit. Uh-huh. It had starring Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit. Right. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy as, as Emily, Emily Cratchit. Cratchit. I was like, oh, that's cool. I've never seen something. Do they normally do that, or is I it because I honestly it's- don't know if. I mean, I, about the only other Muppet movie I can think of that's an adaptation of something that already existed was Muppet Treasure Island, which was also the... Actually, no, the first movie I saw Tim Curry in was Home Alone 2. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I can't remember if they did, like, you know, uh, Kermit the Frog as Captain Smollett or anything like that. Right. In, in I think Muppet it just Treasure fits Island. better with these because I think these characters are much more well-known. This thing's been adapted Oh, who that, knows how many times. Oh, good grief. It's... it's 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 a classic. It's you know Charles Dickens probably his greatest. I'd say it's definitely literature. the classic Christmas tale. So you chose the perfect movie to be right before our for Christmas. Right, I thought so. But um, I really like this opening shot because it's you can tell it's a model. You can tell that this little you know this little cityscape you see is a model. Right. But then it kind of starts to pan back slowly, and then it pans down, and they do a really good job of transitioning from the model to the actual movie set. Right. And now one of the things I love so much about Muppet movies is just how much is going on at any one particular time. Like you can rewatch the same scene 10 times and see something different every time you watch and, it. And you're probably, I probably missed a lot as this is my first viewing uh-huh. cause I'm trying to focus on the main things going on. Right. So I probably missed a whole <laughs> like, lot of background stuff. But like just the most random things like Jim Henson had such a whack sense of humor. Like, cause you know, you see like, you know, uh, guy trying to sell Christmas turkeys. It's like it's like a village market or something. Like he's trying to sell a Christmas turkey, but the Christmas turkey is still alive. You know, <laughs> and, and the one that always gets me is the guy who's walking around trying to sell his boomerang fish. <laughs> no, I get that one gets me every time. He's like, it's the boomerang fish, guaranteed fresh. I throw it away and it comes back to me. <laughs> that that part gets ever since I was a kid. That part has gotten me. Um, and then you, you see, like, someone right, driving a, a horse-drawn cart with a bunch of vegetables, but the vegetables are talking, talking. like, hey, help me, we're being stolen! Because <laughs> someone's stealing vegetables. It's just yeah. great, great variety of stuff going on. So then we meet... Gonzo, Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat. And Rizzo and, the Rat. And this is very interesting, because I don't think any other adaptation has done this, where Charles Dickens is a character in the adaptation itself. I don't think I've seen that before either. But, I mean, technically, he is the narrator, so... He is the narrator, but I don't think they use him in any other adaptation like they do in this. I don't think so. It's funny, though, because Gonzo's like, I am Charles Dickens, and Rizzo's like, no, you're not. I don't believe that. I don't <laughs> it's like a, that. a blue, furry Charles Dickens? No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gonzo's like, yes, I am. He's like, well, prove it. I know this story by the back of my hand. And then Gonzo just starts scrabbing the back of his hand. <laughs> like I have a mole on the back of my thumb and a scar on my wrist from when I fell off of my bicycle. And he's and, and Rizzo like, no, no, the story. Tell us the story. <laughs> and so he starts with the Marleys were dead to begin with. Now, yes. ori- now in, in the original, it was just old Marley was dead. Singular, one See, Marley. See, I thought that too. So mm-hmm. when I saw the Marleys, I was like, I really thought it was just one Marley. Yeah. But I wasn't positive because I'm not as that familiar with it. So I was like, maybe I'm wrong. 
No, you were right. Okay. But they had to make it Marley's for for one specific reason. Now, that and when he when when Rizzo hears that, he's like, "Whoa, that's kind of creepy. This is like a kids' movie." Yeah. Kids movie. Um, I should have written down the way he said it because he said something, and I got it later when he brings it up, which we'll get to. Because he the way he always talks about the Marleys being dead is uh-huh. definitely it would almost be in a horror s way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and then let's see. So from we get there, Scrooge. We get Scrooge, and I gotta say, I love his outfit. He he is dressed to the nines. Yes, it's really cool. You know, top hat and a little like cloak of some kind, and really just really nice. And we, we they they sing this great song about Scrooge being just the biggest skin flint, money grubbing, penny pincher, miserly character you've yeah. ever met. And like you said, get vegetables singing. Mm-hmm. So those ve- those stolen vegetables are singing in the yeah, song. Yeah, even and, and 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 like the guy who's like uh they, they, all, yeah, all the all the all the fruits and vegetables say if he were a flavor you can bet he would be sour. And the guy <laughs> selling him is like even the vegetables don't like him. <laughs> um now he gets to work which is I guess um, Marley and Scrooge. Yeah, I think they're just bookkeeping. Is like all they're doing is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm never really been. Sure I know exactly. that they do. They somehow do something. Whatever the company that does foreclosures on houses do. Okay, because so he see, mentions foreclosures right in a little bit. Right, I, and I've never really been able to figure out what exactly they're doing because all the all the my, all the rats in this scene are all bookkeeping staff. Yes, they are. And then yeah. Um, but yeah, he gets there. They've all been following him singing this song. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets to his work, he just turns and looks. And everybody's like, ah! Yeah, He just yeah. takes off running. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny going back and watching this now. Because when I was a kid, I would I would look at Michael Caine. And Michael Caine was like, I think in his 60s when he made this, when he did this role. Now he's in his 80s. And he looks so much younger. <laughs> it's so funny to go back and watch this and be like, wow, Michael Caine was a lot younger back then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then that's when we get the first humbug of the movie. Yeah, humbug. When, when he sees everybody, it's like, oh, they've all stopped and, and they've stopped singing about him and now going about their lives. So he goes inside. Gonzo <laughs> picks up Rizzo to start wiping off the dirty windows. Right. Yeah, he's like, they're trying to look through the window and they can't see. And Gonzo's just like, wow, this really is a dirty city. So yeah, he just picks up picks up Rizzo and starts wiping <laughs> wiping the, uh, the window off with Rizzo. And this is where we meet Kermit. As, as Bob, Bob Cratchit. Cratchit. So that's another thing I found interesting because I could be wrong because you've seen more, uh-huh. but I would think normally Kermit is the main star. And in this one, he's not. Bob Cratchit is an important character, mm-hmm. but obviously this is not mainly about him. Well, the mo- well, the, the story of A Christmas Carol is mainly about Ebenezer Scrooge. Right, that's what I'm so, saying. So is this the first time Kermit's not the main star of a Muppet movie? Uh, no, I just, no, he, I mean, he played Captain Smollett in, I'm talking about him like he's an actual actor. No, they, <laughs> Kermit the Frog was Captain Smollett in, um, in the Muppet Treasure Island. Is that um, not the main character? I'm not sure. No, no, because Jim Hawkins was the, was the main character in, in Treasure Island. And oh, he was okay. played by a human in, uh, by, by an actual person in, uh, Muppet Treasure Island. And, um, again, like I'm like I said, this is the only other Muppet movie I can think of that's an adaptation of something, or that I've seen. I know they did some. Did they do an adaptation of The Wizard of Oz? I think. Yep, I didn't see it, but I, I did see that, that on IMDb. Muppets Wizard of Oz. Okay. So I don't know who Kermit was in that. Okay, I don't know. I've but I just it. figured. I just seemed like to me. I always think of as the main Muppet as Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. So I just well, he assumed pre- he was the. He is pretty much the main Muppet. So I guess. I, well, not even the biggest non-human part, because I think the biggest non-human part would be Gonzo as as Charles Dickens. Yeah, 
So, I'd say Gonzo um, and Rizzo together. Yeah. Because they're always mm-hmm. narrating the story. Yeah. So anyways, you know, it's this is Christmas Eve. They haven't mentioned this, but it's Christmas Eve and it's they keep it so cold, you know, Scrooge doesn't even want to burn coal in the fire just, just because it costs money. And the original story is just Bob Cratchit, right? He doesn't have any other workers. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Bob Cratchit. Because yeah, in this, that he's got a bunch of rats working for him. Yeah, all the rats are the, the bookkeeping staff. And uh, Miss and uh, Cratchit's like, uh, Mister Scrooge, could we have another shovel of coal for the fire? You know, it's, it's really, it's really cold. And 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 then the, the rats start making jokes about it being cold. It's like, yeah, our pins have turned to ink sickles. And the other one says, our assets are frozen. <laughs> and my, I remember being a kid and my dad just laughing so hard at that joke. And I'm like, what? I don't get it. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of them. Yep. Yeah, I get, you yeah, gotta, you wouldn't you gotta, get that. You gotta as go a kid. back and watch it as an adult. Yeah. Um, and Scrooge just turns and yells at him, "How would you like to be unemployed?" Yeah, and and then you get one of the best jokes of the movie because all of a sudden all the rats are like dressed in like grass skirts and and luau stuff. Like, arriba! Was like oh. a, yeah, they start doing a hula dance. Yeah, <laughs> this is my island in the sun. They start singing that. Um, and 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 Bob Cratchit just like, well, sir, you did a you you convinced them again. Wonderful. Yep. <laughs> and this is where we find out Kermit has to work on Christmas Day mm-hmm. because. As Scrooge says, "Hey, December is foreclosure season. Mm-hmm. We need to be here." Yeah, he's like, he's like, everybody's spending the the mortgage on Christmas dinners and stuff they can't afford, and he's and he calls it harvest time for the money lenders. <laughs> you, this guy is just all about the Benjamins. That's all he cares about, and it, not spending them, and not spending them right. He just he's a miser. He just wants more of it just to have it, just to have it. Yeah. It was like, what's the point of that? Because like, lived- like the only thing I can say is, at least he's not just keeping his employees cold. He's not providing heat for himself. Oh yeah, I mean he's not. He's he's treating himself the same way he treats everyone. He is just, I guess, a cold individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so. And, and Bob Cratchit uses the excuse, well, sir, all the other businesses are going to be closed tomorrow. There'll be no one to do business with. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll waste a lot of valuable coal for the fire and... Scrooge is just like, fine, just take the day yeah, off. Well, at first he's like, okay, you guys can come in at 8.30. And he's yeah. like, that's not really what I meant, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we can have the day. Nobody's, you know, what you said. And he's like, you know what? Even though I don't agree with it, you're right. Everyone else seems to think this is an important day. Just take it off. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we forgot one of my favorite parts of the movie um, was um, one of, is because Beaker has always been one of my favorite Muppets. Beaker was the one who he. It's always Bunsen and Beaker. Those two always go together. Okay. Um, and earlier they were the ones who came in looking for a charitable donation. They were looking oh, for okay. a charitable donation from Mister Scrooge, and and Scrooge is like, "I'm not giving you anything." Yeah, I wrote down two Muppets arrived taking donations for the homeless. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they were. Yeah, I, I knew I'd seen them, but I didn't know them by name. Mm-hmm. And uh, another... that's why his nephew Fred is there. Right. His nephew Fred, he loves Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Fred shows up. His nephew's only living relative. Scrooge's only living relative to wish him a Merry Christmas and to invite him to Christmas dinner with his him and him and his wife Clara. Yes. And he leaves a he leaves a wreath on, on Scrooge's door. Because Fred actually gives a donation to those mm-hmm. guys to Bunsen mm-hmm. and Beaker. Yeah. And yes, leaves a wreath on, on the door and leaves. Yeah, and uh, we get a very important line that comes back to haunt Scrooge later because um He's like, hey, my taxes go to pay for the prisons and the poorhouses. The homeless can go there. And, yep. and Bunsen says, but some would rather die. And he says, if they'd rather die, then they'd better do it and decrease the surplus population. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, fine, fine, yeah. screw you, we're out of here. So they've left, Fred's now left, and they, the door, you hear doorbell rings again. Well, or I, knocking you, on the door. No, no he, he just, he closes the door, he starts to tear up the wreath that uh, that Fred left for him, and then he hears singing. He opens the door and sees this little homeless bunny rabbit singing Good King Wenceslas. And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, a penny for the song, sir? And he just slams the door in his face. Slams the door. Then he starts ripping right. the wreath. And, and, and then, then he opens, opens the door it again and throws, and throws it and hits him right in the back of the head. Poor little guy. <laughs> Poor little homeless bunny rabbit. I mean, he's got the whole thing. He's got like the whole like gloves with no, with no fingers in him. He's, he's just poor little guy. In fact, actually, I have it here. This is actually when they talk about when they get off for Christmas Day. Because uh-huh. it's, it's late at night. They work late every night, I yeah. guess. And Cratch mm-hmm. is like, it's time to go home, sir. Yeah. And then Scrooge is like, all right, I want you back here tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. It's like, but it's Christmas. And then the 30 minutes, and then finally lets them off. Right. So they, And then you get Cratchit and the rats. They're closing up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this calls for a song. Of course. One more sleep till Christmas. Yep, one more sleep till Christmas. That's a, that's a good one. So, I like that you got you got like rats. The rats are catapulting each other to pull the window shades down because right. they can't mm-hmm. reach. There's some great little visual gags here. Like they, they're using they, brooms like stilts to mm-hmm. sweep up the floor. One of them, they 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 start pouring water into the uh, into the, the the wood stove or the the stove that the you know the heating stove and it like creates all this steam and one of the, you see one of them is like sitting in there like it's a sauna. <laughs> yeah, uh, some great visual gags here. So they leave there, walking down the street. You get a penguin skating party. Penguin Christmas party, of course. Why not? You it's see the, the Muppets. That, that uh, caroling Muppet that asked the penny for a song. He's mm-hmm. out there he's, wrapped he's, up in newspaper. Yeah, poor guy's living in. Yeah, he's living on the streets and it's freezing. There's snow all over the place outside. And all you can find is a newspaper, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is where I have Gonzo reminds us that the Marleys are dead and decaying in their grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right as Scrooge arrives home. Yeah, and. and uh, and Rizzo's just like, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, when Scrooge goes to unlock his door, and, and Scrooge doesn't even live in like a big fancy house. He lives in one of these crappy little houses like the ones he rents. I guess maybe that's just what he is. He's like a, a renter or like a, a landlord kind of. Because you know, He talks about people foreclosing on their mortgages. Right. And he owned a bunch of, you know, dark and drafty houses and that was one of the lyrics from the opening song was he charges folks a fortune for his dark and drafty houses. Yep. So maybe that's just what he is. He's just like a crappy house baron. Um, but he, and he goes to open the door and then the door knocker, this was one of the cool, cool special effects of this show. The door knocker changes into the face of Jacob Marley, Jacob Marley. Yep. And he, and, and the face just like yells at him and yeah. scares is really creepy sound yeah. and scares off. You know, scares off the uh, the horse that was drawing um, Gonzo and, and Rizzo's carriage, and they both fall off. And but then he looks at it again, and it's gone. She's back to being a regular yeah. door knocker. And <laughs> and of course, he's like humbug. Yeah, humbug. Yeah. And 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 Rizzo's like there. Rizzo's he's like got his head pressed up against Gonzo's chest. He's like Gonzo. I mean, Mister Dickens. Charlie, are you hurt? <laughs> and, and Gonzo just sits straight back up and is like, and and still continues narrating. And uh, and Rizzo's like, wow, he, he ain't hurt. He didn't even break his concentration. Yeah, because I don't know if you mentioned when he went in, he slammed the door and hit Gonzo right in the nose. Well, that, what... that came next. Okay. Uh, as, as they were, as they were, uh, tr- they tried to get in whenever. Um, okay. And that, that was one of the parts where I think it was, um, oh, was it, Rizzo was looking for his jelly beans. And that was, and he was like, Rizzo, hurry up. He's going to close the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for some reason, Rizzo had a bag of jelly beans. 
So this is just how cheap Scrooge really is. Cause he would not have done this. Otherwise he's, uh, we find out from, from Charles Dickens, but he actually, the, 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 the instance that happened at the front door freaked him out so much. He lit a candle and was checking all of his rooms. Yes. Checking all of his rooms. and didn't He normally find just loves the dark mm-hmm. and cold. He won't even light a lamp. Because it's cheap. Yes. Because the darkness was cheap and Scrooge likes it. Yeah. Now. He gets up to his room. Mm-hmm. He sees his gown hanging there. Right. He, he thinks it's a, he thinks it's, it's a person. He yeah. He starts beating it, it with his cane. Was it his cane or was it the, I thought he had the, like the poker from the, from Is the, that uh, what the fire. I thought he had was his cane. He was it, 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 it was something. He was, he was hitting it with something. Um, and, and we get another great line from, uh, from Rizzo and Gonzo cause they're sitting outside and, and, and Riz and Gonzo is still narrating and, and Rizzo's like, how do you know what he's doing? He's up there and we're down here. Yeah. <laughs> and just then like, and, and, uh, <laughs> I've always loved this line. Gonzo says, I told you storytellers are omniscient. I know everything. And Rizzo just says, hoity toity, Mr. Godlike smotty pants. <laughs> I love that line. So Scrooge. Sits down to a very cheap meal of just bread and cheese. That's all it is. And then suddenly, like all the like the fire goes out, all the lights go out. It gets super dark, and you can see behind him. There's this like glow that is coming up the stairs, and he turns around just in time to see these two ghosts come popping up out of the floor. And this is Jacob and Robert Marley. And they, they had to use the two old... I can never remember their names, but they're the two old heckler guys from the Muppets. You know, okay, in the Muppet so show. I figured they had to go together. Yeah, but... they, they were always sitting in the same box together, you know, making fun of what was happening on the Muppet show. So, yeah, that's why they had to have two Marley brothers. Okay. And um, This is probably my favorite song, the Marley. The Marley, Marley and Marley. Marley yeah. I, love, yeah. I love this song. That, that, the, all of the songs in this show were pretty good. Now, there's, there's only one that I'm like, okay, can we skip this one later on? <clears throat> um... But these guys, you know, it's just like it is in the in the in the Christmas Carol. They are chained up and you know, like living, I guess, in hell. You know, and they've come back to to warn Scrooge. You know, you know the story. Warn him of his deeds. You know, and the future he has if he doesn't change. Yeah, tells him about the three ghosts. He's three gonna ghosts. Be expect the first ghost when the bell tolls one. one. Yep. So Scrooge goes to sleep. And he's actually, I'm pretty sure he does have the, the poker, the poker from the, uh, from the fire okay. kit, like laying there on his chest as he is sleeping. Okay. And I was, it, was it, was it here where we got it? Where? No, this is where we cut back to Gonzo and Rizzo. Oh yeah, yeah. And Gonzo, or Rizzo's like, do you want a jelly bean? And Gonzo's just annoyed by him. Well, <laughs> and Rizzo gives him a kiss on the nose. Right. Well, he was annoyed with him because they were climbing over the fence to get into well, now, then it cuts to that where he's on the other side. Yeah, other side of the gate. You're right. Yeah, and uh, he's like, oh, <laughs> Rizzo jumps from the top of the of the the fence, and Gonzo doesn't catch him. He and, jumps too far. Yeah, he jumps too far. <laughs> and but then he's like, oh wait, I forgot my jelly beans, and he just walks through the bars. Yes. And, and that's yeah, that's whenever that's when Gonzo's just like, you are such an idiot. Yeah, that's when he calls him an idiot. He's just annoyed with him about asking for the jelly. This is before they got to the fence. That's why I said that. Because right. he gave him a kiss on the nose before they actually went over the other side of the fence. Okay. And then, of course, now it's the bell has told one. Mm-hmm. We get a big white light in Scrooge's room. We know this is going to be the ghost of Christmas past. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I put down this, this kind of a creepy looking girl child. Yeah, like a little child puppet thing. Yeah. Weird looking little thing. And she, yeah, she is the ghost of Christmas past. 
and they're going to Scrooge's past. And I love this scene because they go flying out of the window and Gonzo <laughs> somehow has a grappling hook and has to connect it so they can go with him. Yeah. So <laughs> they just they manage to hook it on to, to Scrooge's leg and they just go flying off through the uh, through the London um, skyline, I guess you can call it that. <laughs> And they arrive, they, they, there's this bright white light, and they arrive in Scrooge's childhood. And he, th- we, we find out that, you know, he was a very devoted uh, student and didn't care about going home for Christmas. Uh, I guess this was some kind of, like, boarding school they had him in. And which I'm is weird, because sure. he's, when it gets to that, he's all by himself. But when he first gets there, he sees all these people he recognizes, like, oh, I remember you. And I'm like, so it seems like you have a whole bunch of friends. But then but then when you're in the school, it's all work. And it just, I mean, constant. Yeah. I love that they had, like, Muppet statues of, like, Shakespeare and yeah. Aristotle. Aristotle uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure there were some other ones I didn't catch. but Yeah, that was great. And I love, and this is where Sam the Freedom Eagle makes his appearance as as Scrooge's headmaster of the school. And he's got this, this line, you know, because we, we see this like little montage playing of Scrooge just spending all his time in school and working and never going home for Christmas. Not even, yeah, not even at Christmas. And because he says like, yeah, Christmas was a time to just, you know, get more done. So yep. yeah, I, I didn't, never went home. Um, and then finally we find out that it's graduation day and, and Sam, the freedom Eagle comes in and is talking. And of course he's talking like he always does. And he, he says, uh, he's talking about you. We found you a, uh, an apprenticeship at this, at this factory in London, this place in London. And he's like, work hard. It is the British way. And then, and then, uh, Gonzo kind of pokes him on the shoulder. like, Sam, Sam. And then he whispers something in his ear. Like, oh, it is the British way. <laughs> and then he kind of looks over his shoulder. Like, who was that? Yeah. <laughs> so then, so, yeah, we get to the old building, which is his first job. His first job was at the Fozzywig Rubber Chicken Factory. <laughs> and it's the annual Fozzywig Christmas party. Yes, but I love that Gonzo goes to light a lamp and he accidentally lights Accident Rizzo. lights Rizzo <laughs> and Rizzo falls into this frozen barrel of water. Yeah. So the next time you see Gonzo, he's carrying this icicle that is shaped like Rizzo. <laughs> Yep, on a stick. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Rizzo on a stick. Well, I think he actually was Rizzo's tail. He was holding him by his tail. Okay, was that okay? So here we see, you know, young adult Ebenezer Scrooge. He looks like he's in his early twenties or something. But he, yeah. and you know, it's a Christmas party, and all he's talking about is, oh, do you have any idea how much money we're spending on this? How much money we're wasting on this? And then he meets Bell. Was it Bell? Uh, yeah, it's Bell. Okay, yep. Bell. Yep. His Love interest now. You know, he runs into her at the Christmas party, and we know that it's pretty much love at first sight. And, and Fozzie Wig, of course, is Fozzie. Yeah, of and, course. And yeah. I love that he's like, I'm going to give a big Christmas speech. Thank you all, and have a Merry Christmas. And that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah. And then the Marley Brothers were yeah. like, ah, that was it. It was dumb. It was obvious. It was short. short. We, we loved, loved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when I put them as hecklers. So they're known as hecklers throughout the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, in the, so in the, if you go that. back and watch the original Muppet show, the TV show, Um, there, that, that's all they did was sit up in the, one of the boxes of the theater and just heckle what was happening on stage. Okay. So yeah, that's why, obviously that's why they chose to use these guys for Jacob and Robert Marley. So there's a great number. There's a great musical. That's not even really a musical number, but I just love animal. He's, he's one of my favorite (laughs) characters. And 
they start off playing like this really slow like waltz music and he's sitting on his drum set like hitting this one little triangle and you can see it's like getting to him he's like "Eh, eh, eh." and it's like just finally he just starts going crazy on the drums and the music picks up and that that's muppet humor for you it's just weird kind of dumb humor so and then yeah we get ebenezer scrooge meeting bell and we see old ebenezer watching this yes and the, the ghost of Christmas past is like, oh, I remember another Christmas with this character, with this person. Yep. And and Scrooge is like, please don't show me that. Please don't show me that. But and of course they, they show do. it to him. They do. It's another Christmas Eve with Belle. Mm-hmm. And Scrooge is complaining about not having enough money. Right. And he doesn't want to get married yet because she doesn't have because they don't have enough money. Can't even afford a, a decent home. And he says that he loves her and Belle's like, you did once. Yeah, it's like, I think you loved me once, but, yeah. but not now. And, and, and you get the old Scrooge, and he's crying. Yeah. This is... Now, this, th- was there a musical number in this one? I didn't you... have a musical number right here, no. Really? That is so weird. Okay. Because we had, like... This is how long my family's been watching this. We had the VHS of it when okay. I was a kid. And there was a song in this part called The Love Is Gone that, that, that Belle is singing. Oh, And yeah. then when it finally came out on DVD... The DVD we bought of it said that it was an extended version. For some reason, only the full screen version was extended. This is one of those that had both full and widescreen. Right. For some reason, it said the full screen version was extended. And all it was was it still had that song in it. Like, oh. you go back and watch the, the widescreen version, and it doesn't have the song in it. We're like, what the hell? Really? I mean, I wasn't super upset because this is my least favorite song of the, of the, of the movie. Okay. It's just Belle singing about how sad she is that... The love is gone. So after this, it's back to Scrooge's old bedroom. It's now two o'clock. I love Rizzo right here. It's like, have we had dinner? Yeah, you've already had dinner. Was it too early for breakfast? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what what, what is that? He's like, oh, it's 2 a.m. I was like, oh, is it too early for breakfast or too early for breakfast? He's like, yes. Oh, boy, supper time. That's right. He does that. I did Uh have that right here. It is. Oh, good. Supper time. (laughs) Yep. So, of course, we've had Ghost of Christmas Past. Now it is time for Ghost of Christmas Present. And I love this guy. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, who is this? I figured he had to be some major Muppet character. Well, he's not actually a Muppet character. Oh, he's He's, not? He's just a Muppet version of the Ghost of Christmas Present. Oh, okay. So... Thought maybe they used someone from the Muppets for this character. Yeah, and I love how big he is. Yeah, he's first, huge. Like I, I was like, he sees a giant head in the mm-hmm. door, like his whole head. Yeah, taking up the whole doorway. Right at first, and anyway. and then you see he's like taking up half the room, and there's just food everywhere. Yep, <laughs> and and it's like that was always you know one of the one of the signs of of the ghost of Christmas present was he always had like a cornucopia with him, like all this food. And okay, see, I don't even remember Christmas Carol apparently because I'm not even getting those references. Really? Oh yeah, I just, that's okay. a, not something I watched a lot of. Well, he is—he's almost like Santa Claus. He's just this big jolly guy with yep. a beard. Says um, he had 1,800 brothers. <laughs> Yo, he said over. Yeah, he said over 1,800 of my brothers have come before me. Yeah. So over 1,800 Christmases. You know, right? Yeah. This was obviously you know the 1800s when this happened, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Scrooge, I did not think of it like that. that yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah is it, over 1,800 of my brothers have come yep. before me. That is, that's, that's, that's exactly what he meant. Yep. That um, makes sense. And then he shrinks down to a normal size. To a, yeah, to a normal he's size. He's still big. Mm-hmm. He's still as tall as Scrooge is. And uh, he's like, I'm just here to show you how wonderful Christmas is. <laughs> so he goes to open the window and knocks Gonzo and Rizzo right mm-hmm. off the roof because this is where they're watching the story from. <laughs> right. Right. I always love that part. 
Now, this next musical number, I had, I had to confess, I actually sang this in a church Christmas play one time. Really? Yes. We, we did a Christianized version. You know, we didn't have the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, future. We had the angels of Christmas, past, present, future, whatever. Um, but, and I got the, I got the part of the angel of Christmas present. And that was how I started. That's how, that was, that was how I was introduced was I had to sing this song in front of the entire congregation. Oh, which, okay. it was, it was fun. I remember having fun with this role. Uh, <laughs> so you get this great musical number about Christmas. Now, how it's, how wonderful it is. Yep, like prisoners and guards are singing. Yeah, everybody, together. everybody. Even Scrooge starts to do a little dance, starting mm-hmm. to get in the spirit a little mm-hmm. bit here. Now, they end up at Bob Cratchit's house, and and you can well you, before that uh, he says he wants to see his family and friends, so oh, they go right, to right. Fred's. I almost forgot about that part. And they're playing like Christmas games, uh-huh. like a yes/no game, like a twenty questions almost. Yeah, and he's saying he's an unwanted creature mm-hmm. of the the world or whatever and it turns out the answer is scrooge himself. yeah and he's watching this and scrooge is watching this and of course nobody can see him there yeah so like even his his nephew and his i guess niece what? clara that yeah. n- nobody likes him they all he's he's an unwanted yeah, they're all laughing unpleasant at person scrooge, yeah. nobody wants him around and scrooge is hurt so now he's like you know what i want to go somewhere else and yeah. this is when he's like let me go to bob cratchit's house well i don't even know if he if he chose to go to bob cratchit's house on purpose no you're right he's just walking through the poor part of town yeah and yeah. he sees that and he's like this is where Bob Cratchit lives. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're right. He wasn't. He wasn't planning to go there. And like, and you can tell they're in the poor side of, of the town because 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 Scrooge looks at the at the ghost and is like, "Why did you bring me to this dismal place?" And he's like, "Hey, it's Christmas here too, you know." So and he and he looks and goes, "That's Bob Cratchit's house." Yeah. So now, of course, Scrooge has to see all this, and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie because we find Mrs. Cratchit, Emily Cratchit, is played by Mrs. Piggy. Of course. And I'm pretty sure. I think it was after this movie, Frank Oz no longer did the voice for Miss Piggy. I mean, he's still around. He's still alive, but I don't think he's doing the voice for Fozzie and Miss Piggy anymore. Oh, I think it's somebody else. Okay. But uh, it, they're, they're getting ready for Christmas, this meager little Christmas dinner they have. Yeah, because one of the sons is like literally manually turning the goose over yeah, the fire. Yeah, they're, they're cooking the goose over the fire. And then, <laughs> I love this part, because Gonzo and, and Rizzo show up as like chimney sweeps, and Rizzo is just so enamored with the smell of that goose, he falls down, down the chimney. Lands on the and goose. lands on the goose, and he's like dancing around because it's hot on his feet, obviously. Yep. And <laughs> later on, he's like, "I fell down the chimney and landed on a flaming hot goose." And Gonzo says, "Oh, you get to have all the fun." <laughs> and then they have a set of twin daughters as well. Yes, and uh, Emily Cratchit can't even tell them apart. She doesn't know who's who. <laughs> <laughs> Bettina and Belinda. Yes, yeah. I don't know if they were in the original story or not, but um, but then we get to see Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim for the first time. And I've always wondered how they do these shots. Like, I mean, if you look at it now that I see it in high definition, you can tell like the street surface they're supposed to be walking on. Cause it's, I mean, you can actually see Bob Cratchit's feet. You see Kermit's feet like he's walking, right? but you don't see like a hand that's like up controlling his body or anything. Right. But you, I think you can actually tell that the street surface they're supposed to be walking on is kind of like a round drum that's just turning to give them the appearance of, of the street oh, moving okay. underneath them. I've, Pretty sure I remember seeing that or noticing that the last time I watched this movie. I think you're able to notice a lot more because I'm trying to pay attention to the main story. Well, like I say, you know, it's yeah. it's a family tradition. So, like, every, I mean, you you've seen it so many times. By the time you're my age, you're just kind of like, 
looking for other things yeah. to notice. Yep. I mean, it's still a great I ha- movie. Yeah, I have movies like that, so I understand. So, yeah. So, the Cratchits arrive home. He gives his wife a kiss. Mm-hmm. He's still in a good mood. Yeah. Scrooge makes the comment on the meager feast and how... And he's, like, sad and he's like, I pay him so little. Mm-hmm. And know? it's like now he sees that yeah this guy's got a wife and four kids to take care of one of them is on a one of them is is ill he's not well he's he's walking around on a crutch right and <clears throat> and yet Bob Cratchit sits down to dinner and he still wants to raise a toast to Scrooge mm-hmm. for providing them what they do have mm-hmm. he's still very thankful yeah uh, Emily Cratchit Miss Piggy. Goes not happy. true Miss Piggy form. Because mm-hmm. this seems like something she would do. She is not happy about that. <laughs> He's like, if he were here, I would give him a piece of my mind. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll give him a toast. He's an odious, stingy, wicked, unfeeling, and he's badly dressed. Yeah, and like, and all, and the two girls are agreeing with everything. But then when she says badly dressed, they're like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that part was funny. Now, this next musical number called Bless, Bless Us, Us All, song. that is probably my favorite song of this movie. Okay. Just a really good song. Um, and Scrooge is just blown away by Tiny Tim by how, by how what a spirit he has even though he is, you know, crippled. You know, he he still is not letting. And 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 they apparently Bob Cratchit had taken Tiny Tim to church because, um, Emily asked him how was he in church right and and <clears throat> excuse me, um, Bob said that. Tiny Tim actually wanted to sit up close to the front so when people could see him, they would be reminded of, like, miracles that have happened, you know, lame beggars being healed and stuff, you know, like stuff that Jesus did. Right. You know, and like, that's, that's, that's a cool little kid, really. He's, like, yeah. he, he's, he's using his, his, his poor lot in life to try and make somebody else's day better. I think we could all learn something from that. <laughs> yeah. And this is bringing Scrooge to tears. Yeah. he's Which, I mean, you think about it. He goes to his own family and they're just laughing at his expense. Right. And he goes to this guy who he, he really treats like shit. Yeah. And he's still very thankful just to have him because mm-hmm. it's providing him something. Mm-hmm. But so, and, and also by this time we've noticed that the spirit or the ghost yep. of Christmas present is starting to get gray. Like he has like yep. really bright red hair and a bright red beard, but it's already getting gray and he's... And he's like, my time grows short. And, and, and he asks him, he, Scrooge asks him, is like, is, is tiny Tim going to live? And he's like, that's the, that's the future. I don't know. If things don't change, I see a, I see a, an empty chair by the fire and a crutch with no owner. So this, this, this part, this next part, when we finally get to meet the ghost of Christmas future, that's when it kind of gets Creepy. It really does. It gets uh, they kept really this short. Creepy. Yeah, they kept this part short, and mm-hmm. I think they had to. Yeah, yeah, it does. And like the 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 like the puppet, whatever this thing is that they use for the ghost of Christmas present, he looks awesome. Yeah, he really is. He's tall. He's got this big hood. There's no face, and he's got these really long, lanky arms. He doesn't say anything. So, I love when you get started because you get this the cloud of Christmas, or you get a cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. But you get Rizzo and Gonzo poking their head out of the door, and they're like, "This is scary. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys at the finale." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, there's some great fourth wall breaks in this movie. Um, so now we get to see Ghost of Christmas, or we get to see Christmas Future, and it's not the same. It's rainy. It's dreary. We see these four guys, these four pig characters that you've seen before in the movie. And they're talking about, oh, no, no, I heard he's dead. That's all I heard. He died sometime in the night. And they're like, oh, I wonder what he did with all his money. And he said, like, oh, yeah, there's supposed to be a funeral. It'll probably be cheap. I don't know who would go to it. And one of them says, I go to it. And all three are like, what? If lunch is provided. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, so, they're, they're, they're taking 
They're happy that this person has died. Whoever this person is, nobody is going to miss him. And and Scrooge is just like, what the hell? What's going on? And, and again, the spirit's not talking to him. He's just pointing. That's all he does is he points. Like, he'll say, what do I do? And he'll just point. Yep. So then he goes into this other room and there's this... There is wow. this... I put down spider creature. He is he's a spider. His, he calls himself Old Joe. Okay. And... He's like, oh, he's talking to these people. He's like, oh, you're back from the house of sadness. And one of them says, sad that he didn't die years ago. <laughs> so, and they're, they're like. They want things to remember they, him by. Well, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if it's things to remember by. They're like trying to pawn all this stuff off. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. like bed curtains and collar buttons. And, and they do and, a pearl earring. Mm-hmm. They do curtains. They mm-hmm. do warm blankets. Yeah. And now Scrooge is really freaked out. He's like, can you, sh-? and he, he looks at the, he looks at the spirit. And he's like, can you show me some kind of tenderness, some kind of happiness? And he takes him to Bob Cratchit's house. He's like, oh yes, I, oh, it's so good to be back at Bob Cratchit's house. But yep. then he, he's like, it's awfully quiet in there. And he looks in, Emily's crying. Mm-hmm. The twins are there. And mm-hmm. then Bob Cratchit arrives home. Yeah. And then you find out Tiny Tim Tiny has Tim died. has passed. Yep. And they're still going to have their feast. Mm, they're still going to have... They just, set his place at the table. His mm-hmm. chair sitting there. In, in fact, they have his hat and his crutch sitting there on the chair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, Tiny Tim didn't make it in no, this he didn't. Christmas yet to come. And then you get back to the graveyard. Yeah, back to the graveyard where, where Scrooge met this character. You can finally get to see the tombstone. Who, and he's yeah, like, he's like, he who says, is this wretched man? He is, who is this wretched man whose brought, death has brought, brought so much happiness, joy and happiness? Yeah. And, and, of course, knowing it's going to be Scrooge. It's Scrooge, you know. yeah. And he immediately is like, oh, no, spirit, no, no, please don't let this be true. Please tell me I can change. He's like, I can change. And he I've like learned gra- lessons. Right, I've and learned. he, like, grabs the, grabs the spirit's cloak and, like, leans into it, but then he just he, he just poof, falls, and he's back in his bed. Yep. And he's, of course, he's happy to see, I'm, I'm alive, I'm alive. Yeah, because he wakes dead. up, and it's... Christmas it's morning. still Christmas morning. He, so he looks out the window and he sees the little homeless bunny and he's like, he's like, what day is it? And he's like, it's Christmas. What are you talking about? It's Christmas. He's like, oh, okay. It's not too late. He well, said, he, when he slings open the window, once again, he knocks oh, yeah, Gonzo again, and Rizzo, Gonzo off, and Rizzo off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a running gag in this movie. And he asks this little character, he says, is there, has the, has the, 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 the butcher shop sold its prized turkey? It's like no, it's still there. It's like okay, go and buy it. It's like yeah, he, just, he gives him five shillings. Yeah, f- no, he, did he did he give him? I wrote, yeah, five, him five, I wrote shillings. Down five shillings. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, so he just throws this little drawstring sack of money out out the out the window, and the guy's like, "Wow!" And just bolts, just goes off. <clears throat> excuse me to uh, to buy this turkey. So then Scrooge comes out and is wishing everybody on the street Merry Christmas. And he runs to the charity. He runs people. into Bunsen and Beaker, the Bunsen charity again. guys again, and. He's like, I, I really owe you guys a lot of back payments. So he, he just whispers into his ear how much he's going to give. And, and of course, they're like, oh, my gosh, that yeah. much? <laughs> we wish we had something we could give you. And Beaker gives him his scarf. So now he's, he's dressed all in black, but he has this bright red scarf. So very, uh, very, very festive looking. Now, yeah. this next song, this is the one part of this, like, okay, Michael Caine, you're not a very good singer. Because, <laughs> yeah, my, he, Scrooge gets his own musical number where he is... He's going around giving Christmas gifts to everybody, which I'm like, it's Christmas. Why are all these places open? Why are there so many? <laughs> He's like leaving buckets of coal for his bookkeeping staff. He's like taking presents to his old teachers and uh, Fozzie and, and um, Sam, the Freedom Eagle. They're, they're like in, in a rest home and he's like giving them presents. He goes and sees Clara and, and, Fred. and Fred and gives yep. them presents. And then 
shows takes up food to the poor yeah yeah he, he <laughs> and then yes he eventually arrives at bob he eventually Cratchit. arrives at bob cratchit's house and it's like first he's acting mean to oh him. i love this because he's like you were not at work as we discussed and like well, mr 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 scrooge you gave us the day off and and emily is listening to this whole thing he's like oh i wouldn't do a thing like that and like oh yes you would and he's like i've had about enough of this and then emily just loses her shit she's like and i have had enough of you I always yeah. love this line because because he he says, and therefore I'm about to raise your salary. And yeah. she's like, oh, and I'm about to raise you right off the pavement. <laughs> I always love that part. And th- But then they stop and like, wait, what? Yeah. And he's like, yes, Bob, I'm going to raise your salary and pay your mortgage. <laughs> and then here comes and the bunny with the Here comes the rabbit. No, all, it, like, like half the town is there. Yeah, really. Everybody's yeah, there. Is. They've all got booze. They've all got food. And of course, they got this giant, giant turkey. And then, see... I can't believe they cut out that song, The the Love Is Gone, because this the song they're singing here, The Love We Found, it's the same tune. Oh, okay. It's 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 like a like it doesn't make sense without that song in it. Yeah, I don't know why is. they would do that. But that is a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep, they say that, you know, Tiny Tim's obviously alive. Oh yeah, he, he, he did not but die. They say that Scrooge actually became a second father to mm-hmm. him. And then, yeah, we get the love we found. We got all these people at the feast. And then Rizzo says, nice book, Mr. Dickens. And Gonzo replies, thanks. I did my best to read the book. <laughs> oh, he's not Charles Dickens, as he proclaimed. Yeah, something like that. And then you get, I know, keep in mind, I made up the names of these songs. I didn't look them up. Mm-hmm. I think I got most of the titles right. And I called this one The Season of Christmas. Yeah. This last, that's the, the credits roll, I guess. Yeah. And that's the song it ends with. So... Not being a Muppet guy, what did you think of this movie? It's not too bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. What what what, what were some of the things that uh, that uh, I guess irritated you? What were the, some of the things you didn't like about it? Uh, I didn't really have anything. I didn't. I mean, it's confusing for me because I don't know the characters like you do. Uh-huh. So you understood why the Marley Brothers had to be there. I was like, I don't know why there's two of them. I didn't yeah. think there was two. Maybe I'm remembering the story wrong. Yeah. But like I said, I do love that Marley and Marley song. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's half the fun of Muppet movies is knowing the Muppet characters and seeing where and how they show right. up in the movie. Yeah, I think like, that helps. I didn't even mention the Swedish chef, which I I don't know if the Swedish chef exists anymore because he might be too racist or something. He was, you know, you no, saw he's still he's still around. Is he still around? I've actually seen he pops up in ESPN commercials. Really? Like they'll go in the ESPN cafeteria and they're like, "What's on the menu?" He's like, "Her her for her." And they're like, "What is that?" Her 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 for her. You know, you probably do better than me. But yeah, love the Swedish. So he's at least around, and you know, Disney owns ESPN, so that's why they can use him. Okay. So I guess everybody now. So I guess if they put him in ESPN commercials, mm-hmm. I would think he's around. You yeah, know, as a character, I, I so. guess so. I guess so. I thought maybe in today's political, like Hank Azaria, who's been doing the voice of Apu on The Simpsons for thirty plus years, suddenly can't do that voice anymore because it's racist. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. After thirty years, they decided it's racist. <laughs> but what's not racist is this movie. This movie is about as good a uh, family-friendly Christmas filmed as you can get it's fun for everyone it's fun for the whole family there's stuff to keep your kids occupied stuff to keep the adults occupied it's just an all-around good movie in my opinion and and yes i guess i do have the bias of having watched it every year for the last 25 26 years <laughs> but uh no it's 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 it holds a special place in my heart for all the christmases together with my family that's that's something we still do it today 
So that's good. Mm. It's good to have those. Like I say, I watch A Christmas Story every year. Was that your family tradition, or uh, was that just your tradition? Now, that's really like my new family tradition. really from my wife's side. That mm. was her family tradition at some point. Because, you know, TNT and TBS, they show Christmas Story for 24 hours every year, starting Christmas Eve night till Christmas Day night. Oh, wow. So at some point during that 24-hour period... We sit and watch it at least once. Okay. And then normally have it on from different parts of the day. Like when you were a kid, did you have a Christmas I movie tradition? Me, no, not really. And I, I, I watched Home Alone a lot, but I didn't really have a Christmas movie tradition. Mm-hmm. It was mainly just going to visit family. It wasn't really a movie. My my family was not big movie people. Oh, okay. My love of movies come from my two best friends. That okay. is where I get my love of movies from. I'm, I mean, I've always loved movies. You know, even from when I was a kid, my dad... I guess it's because I was exposed to stuff like Star Wars and Indiana Jones at a young age, you know. Um, my dad, even to this day, he's not a huge movie buff. Like, right. like I'll watch movies and be like, oh, that was so amazing. He'll just be like, oh, this is garbage. You know, like, like we, we went to see Ford versus Ferrari with, um, with my mom and my dad because they both wanted to go see it. And there was a trailer at the beginning for Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems. And I, I was his sitting there going, wow, that looks interesting. And my mom and dad were both like, that looks so stupid. Really? Yeah. I've heard, I mean, I haven't seen the trailer, but I have heard good things. Yeah, Chris Stuckman uh, gave it a good review. Although, <laughs> Adam Sandler has apparently came out and threatened, if I don't win an Oscar for this, I'm going to make more awful movies. <laughs> I was like, okay. He knows he's not going to win an Oscar. He's already planning on making more awful movies. He's, he's, I mean, you think about it, every year he gets to take all his best friends, go on vacation to some exotic location to make a movie out of it. I mean, it really, I know... They're not good, but people watch them, and he has a good time. Yeah, you can make money out of it. Why not? You get. Yeah, I mean, spend I mean time they still make some kind of money. Yeah, no, he's he's making money out of it. Uh huh. People still go to see these movies. Yeah. Even the ones that come on Netflix, I guess people are still watching them <laughs> because he's got like a so many picture deal with them. So. Well, I mean, how many movies has he made with them? Anyways, we're getting off topic. We're talking about Christmas movies. We're talking about the Muppet Christmas Carol, but yeah. One of my favorites. Maybe you should sit down and watch it with your family. See what they think about it. Probably should. Like, my wife's seen it. Mm-hmm. So we probably should all sit down and watch it. Watch it with the kids. Because oh, sure my girlfriend, like she loves the Muppets. Like, okay. she, like, she loves them to death. Like, we were we were sitting down. Like, we were scrolling through Disney+, Plus and she was like, Oh, they've got Muppet movies. Let's watch Muppet movies. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, we can do that. Because, I mean, I, I don't know. Jim Henson movies, he was he was such kind of an out-of-the-box out kind of a character and he had such a dedication to his craft. Like, if you watch the original Muppet movie, the scene at the beginning where, where Kermit is sitting in the swamp singing Rainbow Connection, that's the name of the song, I want to say, and, and this is my girlfriend telling me this, that Jim Henson was, like, in a plexiglass box, like, underwater, controlling the puppet of, of um, Kermit the Frog and singing Rainbow Connection. Because wow. when he when he was alive, he did the voice for Kermit the Frog. Oh, okay. He was was like just like Frank Oz was, um, you know Yoda. He was the puppeteer for Yoda and the voice of Yoda. Um, okay. So, very very interesting character. So that wraps up our discussion of what is my in my opinion one of the greatest Christmas movies ever made, The Muppet Christmas Carol. So if you're listening to this. And you celebrate the Christmas holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Or Merry whatever doesn't piss you off. Happy Please, holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Just enjoy your time off with your family and friends. And until next time, 
I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. Whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.